This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. We got a really good show lined up for you today. I'm going to play a little bit of a snippet from my one-on-one interview with Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman. We're going to talk Razorback football, basketball, baseball, a lot of important things coming up for all those sports, um, and recruiting, of course. Pete Roulier, Keith Grayson also going to join us. All that more on Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, as always, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can watch on Facebook Live, where we're always streaming live. Be sure to follow the page, and uh, also on YouTube right after that. Be sure to subscribe to that channel and hit the notification bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Available on Apple Podcasts to listen. Throw us a five-star review if you like the content. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, just about anywhere you can think of to find uh, your favorite podcast. Also... Two more days of this promo. Two months for the, for $1. So right now at hogsports.com, again, H-A-W-G sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network, you can sign up and get the site for two months for just $1. That breaks down to 1.7 cents a day, 12 cents a week, 50 cents a month for your number one independent source on the Razorbacks. It's a great time to sign up because there's a lot of recruiting stuff about to happen on Saturday, starting on Friday, I guess, with the official visitors, the dead pit, the dead, <laughs> the dead period lifting. And it's also important to note that, you know, this offer isn't going to be available this weekend. So when you start wanting your recruiting news and stuff, the, the two months for a dollar offer isn't going to be there. So this will end tomorrow. So be sure to go ahead and take advantage of that and sign up. No promo code or anything. Just go sign up and you'll get the deal. All right. A lot of interesting stuff today. So Arkansas basketball, 76-72, showed a lot of heart. 76-72 win over Ole Miss. Isaiah Joe, 34 points, 7-13 from three-point range. The number that I like, even though Ole Miss was 15-15 from the foul line in the second half, Arkansas was 14-14. Got to be able to shoot the ball on the road. Played strong defense. The thing that you wonder about Arkansas is, who's that next guy? I mean, you got Jalen Harris. And but who's who's your next guy to come in to spell the post and Adrio Bailey? It just hasn't been. I mean, Cheney saw four minutes of action. You could tell that he's in the doghouse just by the way that that Eric Musselman's been talking about him. Gene Tosilla didn't provide a whole lot. One of four from the free throw line. Got five rebounds though. Oh, a two from the floor. You'd like to see more on offense from Gene Tosilla. I mean, this is a guy that scored 1,000 points at UNC Wilmington and just hasn't hasn't been there offensively. Chaney obviously made a lot of mistakes in the LSU game. You got five players, six with Jalen Harris. Everybody played 30 minutes among the starters, except for Adrio played 26. So, Up next for Arkansas, Vanderbilt, 7.30 Wednesday night. That's going to be an entertaining game. Vanderbilt not playing very well. Last time out. And then you've got Kentucky sold out 3 o'clock in Bud Walton Arena. That's going to be a big one for a lot of reasons. you got a lot of recruits coming in town, a lot of football recruits. So to be able to witness a real Arkansas environment, 
13 players right now that are expected to be in here. I'll go over a couple of the, the higher-rated guys. Kevontae Dixon, who's a four-star athlete out of, uh, out of uh, Carthage, Texas, who's been committed to Arkansas before. Broderick Jones, five-star offensive lineman out of Lithonia, Georgia. Sam Pittman recruit over there. Arkansas is going to get a visit from him. It's going to be tough to pull out as with any five-star, but they're getting a visit. A lot of other good-looking prospects coming in. Savion Williams, who's also been committed to Arkansas for a while. Jashad Stewart, who's already signed. So, good-looking group overall. Alan Horace is another one. 13, there may be one added here or there, maybe one taken away. Nick Starkle is transferring. Everybody got me okay? Looks like it. Nick Starkle is transferring to San Jose State. Talk about irony. Good luck, Nick. But I'd be lying if I said this wasn't incredibly ironic. <laughs> but I hope he does well there. Came to Arkansas, gave Arkansas a shot when they needed him. Didn't work out. Jerry Jacobs is transferring to Arkansas. Formerly at Hutchinson Community College under Ryan Rhodes, new Arkansas linebackers coach, and then played at Arkansas State. It was all Sunbelt there. So that's a nice pickup. From what I can tell, he's not a graduate transfer. I've seen his transfer portal profile. There's nothing that says graduate transfer on there, so I'm guessing he'll have to sit out unless he gets some kind of a waiver. Brito Tut, on the other hand, has withdrawn his name from the transfer portal. Now, with Brito, he didn't, like, have eligibility left. He was going to have to apply for a waiver. Based on the numbers, how they're broken down the participation chart, he wasn't eligible for a red shirt this past year. Now, it's possible that they've mistaken number 14 because he wears 14 with also with Chase Harrell. That happens, but as far as I can tell, he wasn't eligible for – an extra year, he's going to have to apply for a six-year of eligibility. He doesn't qualify under the way the language is written, but they do say that they will consider all cases. So we'll see. And then at the same time, Brennan Young, who was put on scholarship last year at safety, a former walk-on, has also entered the transfer portal for, from Arkansas. So that frees up a scholarship. Savion Williams, we just talked about him. Who's a four-star on one side? I think maybe on 24-7 he's a four-star. But he's down to Arkansas, SMU, TCU. Obviously, he's taking the visit to Arkansas this weekend. We mentioned Broderick Jones, Georgia commit. Under Sam Pittman, so they're getting the visit with him. Number 19 overall prospect in the country, 6'5", 275, offensive lineman, tackle. Danny's got a nice breakdown on Arkansas's early enrollees, Kellen Burley. Linebacker Julius Coates, big 6'6", 270 defensive end. Miles Slusher, the surprise, not surprise so much, but the splash signee of the class. Blaine Toll, another four-star. Darren Turner, guy that we all really like a lot at Hog Sports. So, it's a good-looking group enrolling early. I spoke to Sam Pittman earlier this week. I had a one-on-one -on -one interview with him. We're going to play a snippet of that interview here in a minute. It's for our VIP subscribers. As I said, sign up two months for $1 right now, and you can listen to that interview. We had 15 articles out of that also. Ryan Juracek to join the Arkansas staff as a graduate assistant. Tried it out at, at the Dallas Cowboys trying to play fullback, but the son of Hunter Juracek, so he's going to join the staff as a graduate assistant on offense. Also, Arkansas added two to the support staff, Joseph Henry, who I assume is going to be an offensive quality control coach, former Arkansas tight end and Amanda Gilpin, who's serving as the Assistant Director of Football Operations. She'll be under Patrick Doherty. 
which that's an interesting dynamic too because she has experience as the head person at University of Texas San Antonio, Sam Pittman, his dynamic with Barry Odom, where Barry Odom has experience being a head coach and, and Pittman doesn't on this level. Uh, and then Jamil Walker and Ed Ellis, where Ed Ellis has 29 years experience as a strength coach and Jamil Walker's getting his first opportunity. So in each case, they've hired someone younger and then provided somebody who's a little more experienced underneath them to support them. It's an interesting strategy. Sam Pittman talks a lot about that in our interview, which goes about 30 minutes total. All right, you guys want to get to the interview? So this is just a snippet of the interview. It's about five minutes long. Just kind of shows, I guess, how things went. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com coming to you from the Fred W. Smith Center. Just outside here, we're about to do a one-on-one -on -one interview with Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman. Rare opportunity for that. So definitely looking forward to this for a while. And we can't video it. We can't video it today, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So we'll take a look at the office also. A place that a lot of people don't get to see, I guess, day to day. So is it open? It's open. All right, here we go. This is the office. A lot of important decisions are made. Nobody gets to see it, though. Here with Sam Pittman, new Arkansas head coach. Is this the nicest office you ever had? Yeah, Vegas. kind of by far. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice, man. I know you got a lot of work, so have you had a time just to kind of sit down and say, wow, this has really happened? I'd be lying to you if I didn't, uh, if there wasn't times in a day or sometime in the week or sometimes at night when I go, I'm head coach at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's awesome. So, Make you just work, 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 and then when it happens, you go, wow, you know. So, I think a, a lot of that trait comes out with that you're you're really appreciative of it, you know, as well. But I, I think, yeah, to answer your question, yes, it, I, I I do that quite often. When you were assembling this staff, what were the main priorities you were looking for what were your goals I wanted to, I wanted to find a communicator I, you know the first thing I wanted was I wanted to hire good people good men you know guys that uh, have a lot of friends you know guys that people want to be around and then I want to make sure that they were good communicators and you know with that I wanted to hire people that weren't afraid of the players you know? is this is this you is this did you read any kind of books on how to get to know people or did you just no. kind of naturally naturally have that you know, people. you know, uh, I'll tell you what I put people have told me before. They say within about five minutes of meeting you, they feel like they've known you their whole life. You know, one of the greatest compliments that I've heard about myself was Kirby Smart gave it to me. Whether that's good or bad, you know, some people like it, some people don't. A little bit too country for some and all that kind of stuff. But we are who we are and it fits in, in my opinion, well at Arkansas. The first guy I wanted to ask you about was Jimmy Smith because he's yeah. he's intriguing to me. Legendary high school coach, four track championships, two football championships yeah. in the four-year period. How would you get to know him? I guess you were familiar with him from your time at Georgia. I love Jimmy. And the first time I met him, I went to the high school and I was recruiting uh, two of his offensive linemen there uh, at Cedar Grove. And 
he, you're going to smile when you run into him. I mean, what's he, your goals for this team in the in the first eight weeks? The offensive line isn't as big as you're right. used to having. So is that is that an emphasis getting bigger on the offensive line? Or? I think what we're trying to do is we, we're trying to get stronger. We're trying to be as disciplined as we can be, and if we can get those two things, then we can start talking about confidence. We can start talking about toughness. We can start. You have to build confidence in yourself before you can build confidence as a group. And so our deal is is that we, we're going to show them that we love them and that we're in this together. But the thing is we have to build confidence in each other. And the way to do that is to get stronger, to be disciplined, and then we'll start working on the tough aspect of it and, and the going through the wall for each other aspect of it. And we want to get to that point. Yes, the goal we want our team to trust us. We want our team to love us, and we want to show them that we love them, and we want to be in this thing together. And make no mistake, love doesn't mean passive. We're going to go out there, and our goal is to be a physical, tough, blue-collar team that makes the state of Arkansas proud of us. All right. Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman, appreciate you, Coach. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. you. All right, everybody. Wrapping it up. With this has been Trey Biddy finishing the interview with Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman, and we'll catch you next time. All right, everybody. Again, I got to mention this right over here. Two months for $1. Two months for $1. You can listen to the whole interview. We had 15 different articles that we broke down out of it. There was so much content. Uh, it was really cool getting to sit down and, and shoot some bull with Sam Pittman, talk for a little while after uh, off the record a little bit about some things, but um, I thought the interview went really well. Again, you can listen to it at hawgsports.com. Two months right now for $1. 1.7 cents a day. It's not even two cents a day. 12 cents a week, 50 cents a month. Pretty good deal. Especially with everything that's about to happen with recruiting coming up. All right. I want to get into Keith Grayson now. Keith's going to talk to us a little bit about some – or excuse me, actually, we're going to Pete Roulier first, sorry. We're going to Pete Roulier first. Pete's going to talk to us a little bit about Razorback basketball, baseball, just some of the things that are going on with those sports and probably offer his opinion on some things football-wise too. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, what's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing, Pete? So I was just uh, playing the Sam Pittman interview. I know uh, we had like 15 articles. You wrote, you ended up writing most of those. We had about 15 articles out of that. Um, a lot of important stuff coming up with Razorback Athletics in terms of recruiting, basketball, of course. Um, we got an interview with uh, Eric Musselman coming later today. What are your thoughts right now on where things stand with Arkansas basketball and uh, jumping into this Kentucky game? And I, we're overlooking the the, the, the Vanderbilt game because they, they haven't played very well lately, but um, it's a big week for Arkansas basketball. Absolutely, and I think getting that win against Ole Miss. I, before I do that, I want to say that the interview with Pittman was awesome. It was really conversational. And I think that you and Pittman sitting down, I feel like you guys have a lot of similarities. That was just really fun to be able to get an inside peek on that. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of good content coming out of that. So that was awesome. Thank you for doing that. Um, in terms of basketball, that win against Ole Miss, I think that was huge because um, if you're going to want to compete, and I think Arkansas got a chance to be at, at the top of the SEC, even though they were picked to, to finish lower than uh, a lot of people expected. I think they got a chance to be one of the top teams in the SEC. you got to win those games. And splitting it with LSU, you hope they would have won that game, but you're not going to overcome 29-point rebound margin. To get that win and Isaiah Joe to show up, I think that was huge. Going into this week, Vanderbilt, I think Jerry Stackhouse was a great hire, but um, the loss of Nesmith, who is the leading scorer in the SEC, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. He was the leading scorer with 23.5 points. You can't overlook the game because if you do, then – Bad things happen, but I really think that Arkansas is going to be able to win that game pretty easily. And then looking on to Kentucky, like you said, it's going to be a huge game. Sold-out crowd. An opportunity for Musselman to really just get the fan base behind him if he hasn't already. Um, a tough matchup is going to be E.J. Montgomery as a freshman forward, and obviously with a lack of size, um, a physical, dominating big man. Athletic is going to be tough. you got to keep him off the boards, but um, – I think it's good that Arkansas got Kentucky a little earlier in the season because, you know, um, Calipari's teams kind of seem to really get it together. Yeah, always really young. SEC schedule. Mm-hmm. So I think they have a really good opportunity at home in front of the sold-out crowd. Yeah, and as we mentioned, it's such a big recruiting weekend. You've got 13 visitors slated to come in, some really highly regarded prospects and guys that you really need to get on this roster also. Uh, so just exposing that it's, it's, it really shapes up perfectly. And somebody asked about the game time, but it's a 3 o'clock game, 3 o'clock tip. On a Saturday with a huge yeah. visit weekend, it's not too late, not too early. I mean, that's just that's about as perfect as you can get for a recruiting weekend. So that's that's really big. For those of you who aren't familiar with Pete Rule, yeah, you can follow him at P E T E R O U L I E R on Twitter. Um, he's been with us for almost a year now and does a great job covering football, basketball, baseball, and on the topic of baseball, Pete. There's a lot of stuff that's starting to roll out here. You've got a couple of hogs named preseason All-American. Uh, D1 Baseball just ranked Arkansas seventh. You ready You ready to get baseball started up? We haven't barely started into uh, conference play in basketball. I know, right? Basketball was just getting revved up, and now we're going into baseball. I think, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what the crowd, kind of crowds that are coming out this year for baseball, just considering the preseason hype, what happened last year, and then – you got these great juniors returning, which I think is always important to have some experience on the team. We're talking about Heston Kerstad, Casey Martin. I'm excited to see what Casey Obis can do with his bat because we all know what he can do defensively. If he can get his bat going, he's going to be one of the top prospects in the nation. Uh, going to be a great pro, so that's exciting. The thing that you're going to be worried about if you're an Arkansas fan is um, no Friday night ace yet. 
mm-hmm. those guys seem to kind of show themselves later in the season after who knows if Connor Nolan skipping out of football, if he's going to be the guy that's going to be that Friday night ace or it's Patrick Wicklander, who's going to also be a sophomore. Both got great experience, so you're, you're happy with those two guys starting, but who's going to be that third starter? Is it going to be Kevin Copps, a guy that was a great bullpen guy for Arkansas last year? Is it going to be the uh, freshman Blake Adams? Is it going to be somebody else? Who knows? We got, we're yet to see. What I'd be concerned about is that bullpen, though, because you're losing all of your top guys in the bullpen. And mm-hmm. Arkansas had one of the best in the nation last year. I'm talking about Kossi Sharp, Scroggins. And, and all these guys I mentioned would probably be the top reliever for their respective teams if they're playing somewhere else. But Arkansas had all these guys. And then, of course, the fire-breathing dragon, Matt Cronin, is going to be gone too. And if you want Cops as your fourth guy, he might be a starter. So you're going to have to figure out what's going on. Zebulon Vermillion is looking like he's going to be the closer. So that's going to be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Um, but I think you're going to be okay just because that line is going to be so potent. I think another guy to look out for is Cole Austin. He's a transfer from uh, Arizona State. Then just seeing how these younger guys from last year that got thrown in the fire developed, it's going to be a heck of a baseball season. And then going back to the Kentucky game, I just wanted to throw this in there. I went to the U of A in 14, mm-hmm. and my favorite memories, I mean, to be quite honest, aren't, aren't football games just because of how the football program was. Right. But my favorite memories of being a – student were definitely the Kentucky basketball games mm-hmm. and it was just because the atmosphere was insane and you could just feel it in the air and I watched Arkansas upset Texas A&M when Texas A&M was ranked really high but even when the losses the Kentucky game just there's a different atmosphere and anybody that's ever been to Bud Walton for the Kentucky game knows yeah. that and the recruits are gonna freaking love it yeah I mean, how could you not it's gonna be amazing if you have games that are too late with recruits usually they'll file out at halftime and it hasn't always shaping up where it's been Kentucky. And I'll tell you where it kind of reminds me of. It reminds me back in 2009, 2009-10, something like – I can't remember the exact year, but it was mm-hmm. it was the 2009 recruiting class. So this would have been 2010. And Arkansas had started conference play. No, excuse me. This would have been 2009. It was the 2009 recruiting class. So it would have been 2009. And Arkansas had just started conference play and were 12-2. and two. And they had Mississippi State at home. And it was a great crowd. There was almost 19,000 there. And you had players like Ronnie Wingo coming in and Darius Winston. You had a lot of really, really big recruits. Uh, Kobe Hamilton, I think, came in that weekend. Ross Reisner. Um, There's a couple of – DeQuinta Jones, who was a four-star prospect. So all those players came in. And I remember the environment was crazy. And the student section, they had signs and the, the, the giant head things. Um, it, it was really great environment. I, I, I think that that weekend had a big role to play in, in landing a lot of those players. Now, Arkansas lost the game, would go on. They started off 12-2, and two, would go on to finish like 2-14. and 14. Yeah, mean, that, was, that, just was, a compl- that was such an anomaly, weird. They yeah. beat Kentu- – excuse me, they beat Texas, who is number four in the country, and Oklahoma, who is number seven in the country. I might have those rankings reversed, but it was four and seven heading into that conference slate and just completely fell apart the rest of the way. And, you, you know, you kind of watch that, the similarities, with you know, with this team. I, and I think that Musselman's a way better coach than John Pelfrey. Never, I, ne- I didn't understand Honestly. that hire at the beginning, but, <laughs> yeah, it, took, it didn't take long to figure out things weren't going to work out with Pelfrey at Arkansas. But uh, I will say this team closes so well 
And that's usually when the best team shows up. You know, you hear all this stuff like playing a football game. Oh, we were right with Alabama until, you know, the fourth quarter, and then they just kind of pulled away. We fought the whole way. Well, that's when the best team steps up. I mean, it's almost like you stay in the game and then the best team takes over and wins the game. And that's what Arkansas is doing in basketball. I just worry about their bench. I worry if somebody gets hurt. You know, then where are they? Because they really got six players right now that I think that they can count on with Jalen Harris being the sixth man. Yeah, I think Gene Telsillo has been a disappointment. Reggie Chaney, he's been a disappointment. But I think there's still time for one of those guys to step up because, to be honest, the door's wide open. Muscle mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to spell Adriel Bailey. The door's wide open. The opportunity's there to step up. There's still a lot of season left to play. So we'll see how that goes. But just imagine being an 18-year-old or 17-year-old recruit going to watch the Kentucky game. and it's Say mm-hmm. Arkansas wins or loses, but the environment's going to be great regardless. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get blown out. I don't think this team it's is hard built to, as a team to get blown it, out. It's hard to see them getting blown out because they haven't been. Right, All their losses exactly. have come down to the wire. They've been in every game. And I think Arkansas fans are extra appreciative of that because of the way the football season went. You know, you just <laughs> yeah. it would be 17-0 at the end of the first quarter. Several times that happened for a streak. No kidding. No yeah, kidding. So. But imagine, imagine going to that atmosphere, seeing that, and a lot of people – a lot of these recruits might not be familiar with what Arkansas is, mm-hmm. you know. And then after the game or whatever, you get to talk to Sam Pittman. He gives you a genuine, yeah. wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that damn awesome? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 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 probably a little bit of the difference between awesome. him and some other coaches, man. That was just awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and probably, it's Pittman will also say, Pittman will also say, I don't want to do that. That's stupid. No, it's not the only – he says it a couple times in the interview that I have with him. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you something else that's – great about Arkansas and first of all you there people say there's a stigma with Arkansas in recruiting and that's not true so I mean there might be but there's a stigma with every state pretty much in the southeast there's a stigma with every single state and so that's not the reason that Arkansas can't the reason that Arkansas has a hard time getting recruits in is you have to be extra proactive you have to think outside the box you have to think a little bit differently and you have to get those recruits on campus. It's harder to get a guy on campus than it is, you know, Auburn, where, you know, Atlanta is just a couple hours away. So it's it's more difficult for Arkansas to get them on campus. But once they do, you have a great natural – kind of a natural undersell over deliver aspect to a recruiting visit. I've heard so many players say, you know, they're flying into X and A, they're looking down, they see chicken houses and farmland, and then right. they, they get on that little road, that windy road. And there was literally one day, Pete, I saw more dead skunks on that road combined than I have in my entire life. There was that, oh, I don't sucks. know what was going on, <laughs> but you know, you, you might see a llama on your way out there. And I know recruits have always told me over the years, what have, what have I done? what am I doing here? And then you, you know, you ease into Fayetteville and, you know, it just ha- it just flips the whole thing. And then you add on something on top, like the Kentucky basketball environment. Um, you know, the catfish hole is always a, a fun thing uh, for recruits. Um, Dixon Street. And, and it really, you almost, you always hear, wow, I didn't know it was like this. I didn't know the facilities yeah. were like this. I didn't know the town was this nice. All of those things. So. No you, kidding. I'm, I'm, and I'm the kind of the guy that might actually, you know, maybe one day enjoy living out in Highful or one of those towns, but for somebody, think about The Rock was in freaking Bentonville not too long ago. He flies into X and A. What you know? What's he thinking? Uh huh. Yeah. He's like, what's going on here? Yeah. And yeah, and then you, you hit Fable and you see Old Main. That's the first thing I see every time I come up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm back at Fable. I've arrived. So, I'm a yeah, big fan of coming up the other way too. I mean, like if you're driving, you know, and you're coming up uh, right. 49. 
And then, you, you know, you come up that hill and then Fayetteville just peaks up over that hill. You see the stadium and, you know, the dorms and all that stuff. So I bet for Keith, it's like a huge beacon. He's been smoking the whole time from Arizona, seeing all these. <laughs> you know, when I was coming up from college, I used to always just like kind of punch my roof, you know, because I was so happy to get back up to Fayetteville. <laughs> like when I was, you know, coming back, that's, coming up from Sheridan, just be like, yeah. You know. Punch your roof. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you know, just no, that's like uh, people feel, man. It's, it's, hell it's yeah, a I'm, place. I'm back here. You know, especially when I was coming in from Georgia. You know, because I would stay in Georgia like during the summers. I was right. in Georgia, and I would come up. So, all right, I Pete. Appreciate you, man. All right, y'all take it right. And, and uh, I, I had one more thing to add, which okay. I thought was interesting from your interview. It was about Derek LeBlanc. I thought that was really cool. LeBlanc. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm not. I know I'm it's not, difficult. Whatever, but. <laughs> I just thought it was cool how um, Pittman and Odom were sitting in a room like, who are we going to get? Yeah. And these are two guys in the SEC East. And I think about Pittman, who's one of the top offensive linemen in the country, just thought, top offensive line coaches in the country, just thought, hey, man, who's been tough to who's been tough to play against? Yeah. Uh, Kentucky's defensive line. So I thought that was one of the really cool stories out of many mm. from your Pittman interview. So y'all yeah. take it easy. All right. Appreciate you, Pete. Bye. All right. That's Pete Roulier. Pete does a great job for us again. All his stuff is at HAWGsports.com. Be sure to sign up to the newsletter at hogsports.com. We put all of our free content in that um, every day. Usually send one, sometimes two if there's a breaking news item. Uh, some of the other stuff in that one-on-one interview that we talked about uh, broke down Pittman's um, goals and timeline for the winter training cycle, which starts today. When they plan to start spring football, how long that's going to go. Um, Pittman's seeing potential and recruiting the Peach State how he's going to go about recruiting that state, who's going to put in there and stuff. we got some rough outlines of recruiting territories also. They haven't completely finalized that, but they've got pretty much everybody in at least one state, not including Arkansas. Pittman's thoughts on the early signing period, what Sam Pittman looked for in coaching candidates, Pittman's strategy in hiring support staff. We talked a little bit about that a minute ago. Uh, the idea that, that just the way the Kendall Browles hire broke down, how that was introduced to him and uh, where things went from there. Hiring Barry Odom, that was just kind of a no-brainer hire. Jimmy Smith breaking down his hire as the running backs coach. Brad Davis's, Brad Davis's recruiting ties and how that's going to be valuable to Arkansas. Ryan Rhodes, how that hire came about. Pittman and his prioritizing special teams with Scott Fountain. Uh, Pete mentioned Derek LeBlanc a little bit, how that hire came about, how his name came up. What John Cooper brings to Arkansas as tight ends coach. Uh, there's a story about how the coaches, where the coaches are living right now, how they're getting settled in in Fayetteville. And then another story just about the uh, origin of uh, Sam Pittman's signature phrase, yes, sir. Just kind of the origin of that and what he thinks about it. Will he continue it? Based on what? There's a lot of things like that. Like I said, it's almost 30 minutes of interview time. All right. I did this last time. It's called The Hard Ask. If you haven't followed the Facebook Live channel, then go ahead and follow it right now. I did it with YouTube last week, and, and people just followed the YouTube channel. So if you like the content that we're bringing up, if you want to be notified when content comes up, subscribe to the YouTube channel or hit the Facebook Live follow button. And throw us a thumbs up on both platforms if you haven't done so already and you like the content. If you don't, don't worry about it. But if you like it, why not? All right, we're going to get to Keith Grayson, get his viewpoint on a few things. Keith always provides a unique fan experience, a unique fan experience, a unique fan take, the former disgraced founder and president of the Arizona Razorback Club. Keith, how are you doing? 
What's going on? Well, we were just talking about some of the stuff. Did you have a chance to listen to the Sam Pittman interview yet? I did this morning. You did? Yeah, I thought he I thought he came up with uh, had some interesting things to say. You wouldn't know too much about that though. You haven't really talked to him since he got hired as Arkansas coach, right? Apparently, he listens to the show, so <laughs> I, I probably didn't give him much of a chance to be the next head coach. <laughs> well, you you kind of called it though in a lot of ways. I mean, you 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 I think you had him as a you said he'd be the offensive line coach, but we didn't know how the thing would break down. If you had, One out of if he three was, ain't bad. I, I was saying it was going to be him in a package deal with Lance Thompson, which apparently he had some sort of show cause, and you probably can't touch him with a ten foot pole right now. Right, right. Well, I think that came out with a pretty good hire with uh, Derek LeBlanc. I think that, uh, and again, you can read about how that all broke down with Derek LeBlanc. Lots of lots of SEC East flavor in the in the staff. A lot of SEC flavor. Period. I mean, if you go back and think about the last staff. Keith, I mean, there was Barry Lunny Jr., whose only SEC experiences at Arkansas, and that was it for the offensive side. That was all of it. And then on the defensive side, you know, you had some more experienced veteran coaches, but, um, you know, you just didn't get the recruiting out of out of uh, a couple of those guys, Ron Cooper and um, John Chavis. Yeah, if you look at it from the perspective of if, if you just did like kind of a blind taste test type thing and set it up to where you say, all right, we're going to have probably the best recruiter in the country, top three recruiter in the country on staff. Mm-hmm. I have maybe top 10 DC, top 20 OC, and then two of the top line coaches on either side of the ball sprinkled in with some younger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, secondary and running backs uh, coaches. Wouldn't you take that all day? Yeah. I mean, isn't that a pretty good setup? No matter putting any names to it, but that's kind of how I look at this because I, I just want to see how – how the new head coaching position is going to impact Pittman as a recruiter because he is the best recruiter in the country right now outside of, you know, but you stack up other recruiters like the other top recruiters in the country or Nick Saban, Kirby Smart. I mean, they are the head coach of their program. Yeah. Respectively. So it's just going to be interesting to see how that new dynamic works with him and if it takes away anything from him, his ability to be able to recruit. It'll be interesting, and you make a good point because it's not like he's going to be in your home now. You know, he'll he'll get one chance to go inside your home and visit with the family versus he would have had six as a as an assistant coach. So it's going to be it's going to be a little harder to win, Mama. Yeah, got to get her on campus. So got to get him on that's campus. Usually who's that's usually who's making the decision. What do you think our chances are with Broderick Jones? Uh, I mean, I think it's great that they're getting a visit, but I mean, he's from Lithonia, Georgia. He's committed to Georgia. I mean, but there's some mass exodus from there. So yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not to, possible. I wouldn't put anything past Sam Pittman. I really wouldn't. I mean, not. I I don't know. A lot of people are looking at you know nationally saying you know he's just a position coach. They don't really get it. But if you look at what happened after he left uh, Arkansas mm-hmm. and potentially what is happening as he left Georgia in the first couple months after he left there. He could have been holding a lot of things together himself as an associate head coach, and that may have been more than just a title. Yeah, possible. I don't know what exactly it would be, but, I mean, you got some guys transferring out of Georgia that, I mean, how how are they losing starters on the offensive line, you know, transferring out, mm-hmm. willing to possibly sit a year out? That's it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, well, the year that he left, Arkansas was going to get Garrett Bowles, who ended up being a first-round draft pick. You remember him? 
Oh, yeah. That would have been a nice addition to that offensive line. But the offensive line has not been the same since Sam Pittman left. It just There's it, a good recruiting hasn't. story I've, I've told on the internet a couple times and I'm not going to tell on the podcast go about that, that I think kind of led to him seeing, you know, that Bielema was probably not going to work out here. And he, he didn't, you know, I, I think there was some, some things that happened in recruiting that was just lazy and, and probably some stuff that mm-hmm. shouldn't, you know, that, that Bielema was just had – other goals in life, I guess, or, or maybe not enough. I'll goals. say this without going into detail where you're going, but I'll, I'll say this with recruiting that some of the things that, that Bielema didn't quite get, yes, it's about relationships and that's important, but the thing that Chad did get, and you're never going to hear me criticize that staff for the recruiting that they did because they were, they really had a great game plan, but they were very proactive. Bielema always recruited not uh, too few players. They sent two, they, it was LSU and Texas A&M were the, the lowest amount of offers that were sent out every year. And they have huge backyards, right? And then Arkansas was 12th, who has the smallest backyard. It made no sense. And they had this idea that it's better to bring a prospect on campus and offer them in person because that's going to mean more. But you know what means more is getting your first SEC offer or being the first Power 5 offer. That's what means more, not – waiting until you take a visit on campus and having to sit down and say, we want to offer you a scholarship because if the guy's really good, chances are he's already cut you because those offers, verbal offers don't mean anything. They're not, they're not binding in any kind of way. It's just, you have to offer kids early the way the NCAA has structured this thing. I don't think it's a great thing for the student athletes, but this is the layout that we're in. You have to offer players before you even had a chance to properly evaluate them because they will cut you before you have a chance to do that, before even the evaluation period comes up. Now, here's what I wanted to get out of that interview that you did with Pittman that I don't know if it came up or not, but what does it mean? He had a quote the other day where, where you know, he came in on his initial press conference, and this is he was a top recruiter in North Carolina, Tennessee, and then Arkansas and getting lined in there. Mm-hmm. And he said, I thought I knew what recruiting was until yeah. I got to Georgia. Now, what is that? I mean, I think it means the tempo. I think it's probably yeah. a lot of like what Chad Morris was doing. Um, you know, you would talk to, you would like try to find stuff out about what's like when the next junior day is, and it just kind of be like, well, you know, we just signed these guys. Slow down, you know. <laughs> Whereas Chad Morris is having, you know, he had everything lined up that first. That first big junior day that they had, there were more big time players in Fayetteville that weekend than probably ever probably ever has been. Um, that's probably what he's referring to. Just, you know, they would have, you know, with Bielema's staff, they'd probably have like a, a recruiting meeting every week. With Morris's staff, they'd have it every day. You know, every day they were in the office, they'd have a recruiting meeting. So um, that's probably what it means, just being more proactive, being, getting more offers out there. It's more up-tempo recruiting. Well, with everything that's happening, I think you've touched on it too, getting all these these visit weekends and everything's kind of, I, I use the term like compounding interest, you know, where things are going good in one side of the uh, program with the basketball team and they kind of overlap with the football team. And mm-hmm. when Katrina came, he had that big visit weekend. You kind of already talked about it on some other shows, but this weekend with the Kentucky game is shaping up to be you're going to look back at this initial recruiting class. And everybody's got to keep in mind, if you don't follow recruiting this that closely, this is an abbreviated class. He he only has access to 20% of the of the recruits total. You right. know? And so everybody's off the board. Mm-hmm. Wait until he has a full year to put something together and, and getting five-star offensive linemen in. And, mm-hmm. I mean, next year's, next year's class, I mean, 
it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But with this Kentucky game coming up and putting all this together with the with the class that you know he's already kind of signed is he. I don't think we could have had a better scenario. I I don't think that any other coach could have really put this together. So we're going to have to um, see some better play on the field though, too, Keith. I mean, we can talk about like being a great recruiter and all that stuff is fine. But if Arkansas continues to just look awful, then it's, it's just going to hurt. People start thinking Arkansas is the problem. People already think Arkansas is the problem and they're wrong. It's not the problem. Arkansas, there's no reason that Arkansas should be a two win program year after year. Um, They've, they've made some mistakes with hires. You know, Bielema kind of nosed out there at the end. And Chad Morris just just was not a very good on-field coach, not a very good practice coach. Strong in recruiting, but um, they just could not put it together. And there's this misconception out there now that Arkansas, you can't win at Arkansas, when we've clearly seen that you can. There's talent out now. Getting Noah Gatlin back is a big cog in that offensive mm-hmm. line. And, and we'll see what Cunningham looks under – like under Pittman, and it it starts and it 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 starts on the offensive line, and it and it also starts on the defensive line, and then and then after that, there's skill players. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there is talent on this team. Now, <laughs> looking at the um, recent hires in the SEC West, and like what we're going against every year, I didn't go into Notre Dame. I don't know what that's going to look like in the win loss column, like four and eight, mm-hmm. five and seven. Way too early to you know we got to get through a spring to see what it looks like there, but not. What do you think about – do you think Leach and Kiffin are harder, like, to go up against than Dan Mullen and Hugh Freeze? Because to me, I I don't know if it really – I mean, yeah, they're they're good names, but we're, we're winning against those coaches, and I think arguably they're probably – they had more success at those schools than I think Leach and, and Kiffin are going to see. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's like – I'm not really shaking in my boots over those hires right now as it stands, even though – I was banging the loudest Kiffin drum there, there yeah. was probably thinking he was going to – I just was putting the piece I think both of those – coach. I think yeah. Kiffin and um, and Leach are guys that can turn a program around real fast. And we'll see what the ceiling is. But I, I would have been behind either one of those hires. I think the, I think the SEC have, is – rather have? But between those like, two? But who would you rather go up against, Dan Mullen and, and Hugh Freeze or Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach? Or is it a wash? I mean, because it we might were, be. My point is, we were it might be a wash. We were winning against those two coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like they were blowing our doors off or anything like right. that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, so Arkansas was in a little better shape as a program, too. But no, you're right. I mean, and if you, I'll tell you what. If you ask Houston Nutt, he'll tell you that they were never scared about playing Auburn. They were never, you know, worried about that. But Auburn's obviously a different animal right now than they they've been. All right, Keith. I think we pretty much did it, don't you? Well, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> okay, we got something I'm, else. I'm I'm pissed at you right now. So Me? Here's the deal. Okay. Yeah, we haven't even gotten into conference play. This is a couple weeks ago, and I turn on the radio to listen to your little segment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first thing out of your mouth is, well, I think we're like twelve and one or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's gonna be a sad day when we lose Eric Musselman. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm thinking about next. Year. That's that's just I'm the way I've yeah class. I've conditioned my brain just to be disappointed. Green cloud over his head comes into the conversation <laughs> is like, man, it rains every he's day. Gonna leave someday. So yeah. like, dear God, let's just let us have some 
element of like some semblance of success for a second. You're you're right. You're right. I've got a buddy who does that kind of stuff all the time and I always give him hell about it. So you're right. Thank you no, for calling me out on that. Let's ride this thing out, man. <laughs> like we got a we got a huge recruiting class coming in. We've probably got one of the best coaches in the country, you know, like top ten coaches. We like, like Mus. X nose type thing. Feel good about him. Yeah. He is a clean cut Bob Petrino. Is, is, is what Bob Petrino was to football is, is what us is to basketball. I mean, I'll that's, say that's this in the shorter in the shorter gone. term. Then that's a good point. That's a good comparison. Um, uh, Muss isn't as big as a you know, is a nicer guy. No, I got you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, that, I think that's a good comparison. And let's let's say this without looking too too far ahead, but look a little far ahead. But what does this team look like when he starts getting some more players in here? You know, like Mason Jones has got. I mean, you could probably kind of start talking about him in the next level, but, you know, he comes back next year with all the guys that they coming in as freshmen. And, you know, if you get Joe back, I mean, it's – And some size and size. Get a little size out. and size. You got you got Vanover coming in. Not that he's a traditional big, but, it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's taller than Lurch. But, um, yeah, it could be real exciting next year also. But not to right, – I mean, let's, let's live in the moment while we can. Just it's, keep, it, it's been keep fun. it positive, please. That's all I got. All right. All right, right appreciate you, Keith. See you. All right, that's Keith Grayson. Keith does has been with us for a long time, um, spends his time as a high school football coach, also in real estate. Uh, Keith Grayson, real estate, longtime member of hogsports.com and contributor on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum, former founder and disgrace, former president of the Arizona Razorback Club as well. He lives out in Phoenix, so always enjoy having Keith Grayson on. All right, before we close this thing down, go check out the uh, Sam Pittman video. If you haven't signed up two months right now, for $1. Two months for $1 at hogsports.com. This deal ends tomorrow, so go ahead and go down there and sign up. You're going to want it for all the recruiting stuff that's coming up here over the weekend um, with National Signing Day coming up, heading in from, you know, uh, winter conditioning cycle, winter training cycle, uh, into spring football, all of that stuff. You're going to want to be a member of hogsports.com for your insider recruiting and Razorback coverage. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. If you haven't subscribed to Facebook Live, you haven't followed the channel on Facebook Live, go ahead and do so now. If you haven't subscribed and hit the notifications bell on YouTube, then do that now. Throw us a thumbs up on both of those stations if you like the content that we're producing. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Right now, I believe we're the number one ranked and reviewed show about the Razorbacks on Apple Podcasts. We want that to continue, so throw us a five-star review. Say something nice about us. That way we're bumped up anytime somebody searches Arkansas Razorback content on Apple Podcasts. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right, everybody. I appreciate everyone joining me. Hope you enjoyed the little snippet we played of Sam Pittman's interview. I promise there's a lot more good stuff. Like I said, 15 articles out of that that you're going to want to check out. So, for Keith Grayson, for Pete Roulier, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 